Hello, this is Bill Lytell again for some wisdom for your walk. Hope this uh, helps you some, these little short 8 to 10 minute uh, pieces of wisdom out of the Bible. I want to talk to you about a verse I found in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. And it says, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. There's a message right there in verse 11, three things of overcoming the accuser. The blood of the Lamb, the word of your testimony, and that you, and you loved your life not unto death. So in other words, you're willing to die for the Savior. Um, but the part I want to talk about is the, the part says that Satan is considered the accuser of the brethren, the accuser of the brethren. Um, in, in Christian circles, as I've been in for, for many years now, uh, you, you hear uh, news about other folks. You, you hear the pastor of so-and-so church uh, has been accused of some immorality or impropriety or some some sin of some kind and uh, that kind of will circulate or maybe an evangelist or maybe a deacon of your own church or maybe a deacon of the church neighboring you or something has been you know accused of such and such or you know you just hear bad news about people as you go through life whether you really want to hear it or not it'll come your way and I, I've just established a policy that I want to share with all of you and I encourage you to establish the same kind of policy. I've been to court a few times for a few reasons. And one thing I learned about law was I had a chairman of the board of deacons, by the way, which was a lawyer and a judge. And he kind of taught me about some of the basic foundational principles of the law. And he says a man's uh, innocent till proven guilty before a jury uh, of his peers. And he's also allowed to face his accuser some of the major foundational things of our law system. And our law system is probably the best law system's ever been in the world since Adam, based on the Judeo-Christian Bible principles uh, of fairness and right, rightness and righteousness. And so our, our system assumes innocence. I want you to get that. Our system assumes innocence. It does not assume guilt. And, and what, what this uh, Chris Powell, this lawyer friend of mine, used to tell me, he said, Bill, our system would rather let nine guilty people go free than to put one innocent person behind bars or death penalty or whatever it would be. We'd rather let nine guilty people go free than, let one, than to have one innocent person. And that's why that normally, at least uh, during his tenure, you had to have witnesses to convict someone of something, either two or three witnesses. And you had to have uh, good proof, uh, unequivocal, undeniable proof. I looked in the Old Testament, both in the Old Testament and New Testament, it talks about witnesses. In 2 Corinthians 13, 1, it says, uh, the third, this is, Paul said, the third time I'm coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. It was about of course, some of the things that he was being accused of uh, falsely. 
and by the Corinthian church, false and false teachers there. In 1 Timothy, which he also wrote in chapter 5, verse 19, he says, Against an elder receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 28, when whoever wrote that book, the Holy Spirit we know did, referring to just to overall the law, he said, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. What I'm seeing today often is, is a, a accusation will come down through the uh, rumor mill and people will form uh, a conclusion based on rumor, based on very, very scanty uh, information. Uh, Bill, Bill, um, Bill Gothard was accused a while back here of some things and, and I had some other preacher friends of mine through the years accused of this or that or the inappropriate a friend, uh, uh, not a personal friend, but an acquaintance up in North Georgia, pastor of, of a church and a mission board was accused by a woman of, of uh, doing some things he shouldn't have done. Um, 40 years ago, she had waited 40 long years, uh, if I may say, before uh, she brought that up. It's interesting to me, the Bible talks about in the day you hear thereof, that there's a certain also measure about the law of Moses is, if you got uh, damaged by somebody, you had a short window of opportunity to bring that up against them. You couldn't wait no 20 years. We even have um, a limitation statute, a statute of limitations on crimes. I don't know about all crimes anymore because things are changing, but many of the crimes... After 20 years, you can't even go back to a judge. You can't even go and complain. But lately, lately, uh, we're seeing things come up. Ladies will come up, and they'll accuse a man of some impropriety. that uh, happened 35, 40 years ago, and it's just her word against his word. Now, as much as I'm a lover of justice, and I'm a lover of justice, if you love justice, you love God, you love justice, the Bible says no, no. It must be before the testimony of two or three, witnesses three being better, obviously. In other words, there needs to be indisputable evidence against someone, otherwise they're innocent. And if you don't take that position, you simply take the position of Satan himself, which is the accuser of the brethren. And accusation does not mean something really happened. Accusation does not uh, mean proof. An accusation does not mean something was true. So here you go. You got you got people's do, people doing the devil's work, going around accusing uh, people of this or that or other thing. You say, well, preacher Bill, what if somebody did something? There were no witnesses to it, and uh, they got away with it. Now you know this. You know nobody gets away with anything. You know that before God, someday every man's going to stand accountable for the deeds done in his body, whether it be good or bad. Every idle word a man speaks, give him, give him account of. Now, you know better than that. You know there'll be justice. There's no such thing as not justice. There will be everything hidden in darkness will come to light someday. Jesus said, shouted from the housetops. In other words, it's going to be clearly known, and it's going to be paid for uh, one way or another, either by yourself or under the blood of Christ. Uh, and so... Let me just help you, born-again believer. Let's not be a part of the work of the devil. He was the accuser of the brethren. Let's not do the devil's work. Let's not aid and abet his process of, uh, of hearing somebody, oh, I heard somebody did something. There were like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you don't know nothing about really all you know is hearsay information. 
you haven't seen any evidence, you're not on the inner circle, you don't know what's going on, and yet you come to a conclusion. And I've seen people tell me, I know he did it. I just know he did it. And I say, how do you know that? It's not possible for you to know that. You haven't looked at any of the evidence. I just know it. I just feel it in my bones, preacher. Oh, my brother. That's the devil himself. That's the devil himself. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't you act that way. Don't you be part of that. And let me say, if you've been that way, uh, go back and correct as much as you possibly can uh, with what the Holy Spirit will help you correct. Because, brother, I assume people are innocent until absolutely proven guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt under the uh, authority of at least two or three witnesses. This is some wisdom you can for your walk, and this will hold you in good stead. And by the way, if I may just end with this, saying, do unto others you'd have them do unto you. That's Matthew seven eleven. That's the uh, universal way that we treat each other. And you wouldn't want to be treated the way you, you possibly have or had other people treat each other. You wouldn't want to be treated that way. I'd want to be presumed innocent until all the evidence was brought forth and, and an honest and fair trial was done. And if not, if that couldn't be done, then you're presumed innocent in my book until Jesus comes and sets everything straight. May the Lord bless you some wisdom for your walk.